We've been talking about the All Black Hacker and the challenge by the English, etc., etc., and lots of stuff on the Rugby World Cup. It finishes up this weekend. Phil's live from Japan. A guy that has certainly been there and done that. One of New Zealand's very, very best All Blacks. He won the World Cup in 2011 and 2015. He knows what it feels like to be in that space. He's now commentating for Spark Sport. Conrad Smith joins us live from Japan. G'day, Conrad. G'day, Simon. How are you, my friend? <laughs> Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm obviously a little bit of I'm mourning a little bit from uh, the weekend results, like the rest of uh, all us Kiwis. But no, it's a, I'm lucky to be over here in a great city, and um, yeah, I'm enjoying my time as well. Good on you, mate. Well, I've got Phil's on the line as well from Japan, and Conrad. Good just day, before Conrad, we... how are you, buddy? And Conrad, I must say, you know, I've really enjoyed your comments uh, because obviously you have such a lot of mana um, given you've been there and done that. But interesting, in the semi-final, I just begin by saying this, you you and one, I think it was your half-time interview, you said to um, the interviewer that was chatting with you, you said that you felt the All Blacks were flat. Now you'd be there, can you actually detect that? Do you say stand by that? Yeah, I mean, for sure. I, I mean, I just um, sensed you know, to be honest, it was in the first few minutes, and uh, and in reality, it was even. I suppose it was a concern of mine. You know, in the week leading up, and and it's nothing against you know the, the team. It, it's of anything. It's because from experience, you almost know after after having such an amazing performance against the Irish, it is honestly the the biggest challenge in all sport you know rugby football any team individual doesn't matter to to then back that up and come out again with the same intensity and the level of precision that you saw against the Irish it's just a very difficult thing to do and um you know you, you can still win games even if you're a little bit off and that's what I was hoping that the All Blacks could do but um I, I knew it was going to be a big ass so you know I was pretty nervous all week and I, I talked to a few other players Richie and Dan and guys that had come over and we were all thinking the same thing so you know it's unfortunate the way it went but it'll be a huge learning um experience I know for, for all the guys involved yeah Conrad, do you feel that there maybe are some parallels with that 2015 team, which I think is the best All Black team we've ever had at the World Cup, which you were a, you were a part of, of course. You that team in 2015, you had an astonishing display, all of you, against France in a quarter final, and then you had a bit of a squeaky win. I mean, I always felt you you had the game, but it was a very tight win the next week against South Africa. Do you see some possible parallels there, mate? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, it's exactly the same thing. And then you go back another one where 2011, I thought our semi-final was, along with that quarter-final against France, probably one of the you know handful of yeah. the best games I was involved in as, as an All Black. And then you saw the following performance in 2011. It was a squeaky win against France in the final. And yeah. like you say, the semi-final in 2015. It's, it's, um, it's just something I... And I mean, you then... I think it was one of the big learnings we took from 2007 that you to to try and play your best possible match for three knockout games is it's almost impossible. You obviously don't want to ever into that um, mindset that you you can't do it, but you almost have to turn it around and say, well, if, if we're not 100, percent you know, because it is so hard to to do every week, you, you still got to find a way to win, and, and I think. Um, you know that that's I know something we talked about a lot in, in those World Cup campaigns and being in a position where it's it's not all going right but still being getting enough to to win a game 
even if you play a little bit ugly. So, yeah. um, again, that's a learning we took from defeat. So ho- hopefully these guys can, can do that now. Conrad, some of the stuff I've been reading in the last few days um, from, from English writers and also from some New Zealand writers, though, there's a suggestion that it's a changing of the guard, that the All Blacks now, they've had eight years at the top and now it's changed and, and the performance would suggest that and England now are the ones to beat for the next four, five, six, seven, eight years. That's the cycle. Do you reckon it was an aberration or do we have to get set for the change? Um, no, I mean, I, I, I certainly wouldn't... Um subscribe to, to that just yet I, I think um, already you know I, I just know all that culture the way and I've, I've you know been in the hotel and seen the attitude of guys already you know m- moving on from this talking about how we're going to get it right and because um, you know you, you get a bit of that talk after every World Cup I know after the last the last World Cup there's a number of us that stepped down and um, you know you've done felt oh this is a real opportunity and what you saw was, you know, two of the, the better years I've, I've ever seen of, in, in terms of all black performance guys that came in and relished the opportunity to, to you know, to, to put the all black jersey on and um, and take over the leadership of the team. And you know, there were some amazing performances. And for myself, you know, I, I experienced that in 2008. It was after a World Cup. It didn't mean well, but there was a lot of guys that moved on and. Us young guys came in, and you know it's it's a it's a great time to to join the team. So I I, I think that's that's what you're going to see, and we're blessed with um, you know many great players and many great coaches. So yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't um I, w- I wouldn't think things are going to drastically change. It was one game. I said what I felt. It was just a you know there was a few things that didn't go quite right, and we met a very good English team. But you know, there's a lot more to. To, to, to show before you you know start thinking that yeah great any real change in, in terms of uh, the powers of, of rugby Conrad, Conrad one of the things about yourself is that you I always found you a fascinating guy as an all black because you had a life outside rugby and and you qualified as a lawyer and so on and so forth so therefore kind of a bit of a more of a man of the world in some ways than some guys what sort of a person did you find Steve Hansen, and how do you rate him as a coach? Uh, Steve's a, a great coach. He, um, you know, he was very, you know, he was different than obviously Graham Henry before, and um, you know, I was lucky to have a lot of good coaches. You know, as well as the All Blacks, and obviously Wayne Smith was there, and Mike Cron, and you know, it was a great group. Um, Steve, you know, for me, the progression I with Steve, you know, when he was working as an assistant alongside um, Graham, he was he, he took a different role and um, he was very much a, a mate of mine because I, I didn't obviously have to deal with him. He was with the forwards and um, I got on really well with him. And uh, and and then when he took over the head coach role, he you know he, he obviously knew he had to um, be a little bit more punctual than he had been in the past. Uh, <laughs> and he was he was spot on. He was. Well, you know, with Graham and Wayne, I think you realised he, he was the guy that used to joke around with the guys a lot, and um, and, cause you, and you need that, you know, within a coaching group, you need to offset each other's qualities. And this is, you know, my respect for the guy, and then he became a head coach, and so he almost he, he knew he had to change his role, and he, and he did that, and you know, he, he was obviously an amazing head coach, and um, you know, he was great at challenging players. He, you know, he challenged me a lot, and you know, we had our differences at times but you know he he was always he'd always come back and say look I was doing it to get the best out of you and, and that's what he did and you see the growth of 
particularly players, and you know, while he's been in charge, has, has been really impressive. So, um, you know, I, uh, like I say, I was lucky to have a lot of good coaches, and he's certainly one of them. It's so good chatting with you. Conrad, can you spare us another couple of moments? I've got to play some messages, but love two more questions to finish because it's just great yakking with you. Have you got another couple of gifs? Yeah, no worries. <laughs> you can hardly Thanks, say no Conrad. now, could you, Corinne? Because everyone thinks you're a real turbid at that. <laughs> Thank you very much, Sorry, mate. mate. We're joined by Conrad Smith, who, along with Ma Anonu, formed one of the most formidable backline partnerships for the All Blacks. Brilliant, brilliant player. Brilliant guy, as it turns out. Now commentating for Spark Sport at the Rugby World Cup. Uh, Conrad Smith, a very good afternoon again, mate. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks, Conrad. Not a problem, Hello. not a problem. Oh, uh, good. Actually, just good so you know, that. Conrad, while you've been talking, there's a text that's come and says, can you please pass on to Conrad? He is the best New Zealand commentator we've heard. Best of the World Cup, certainly, says Chris. So there you go, Conrad. Little, little, little <laughs> bit of flattery goes a long <laughs> way. The other one, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mate, can, can I ask you a question? As an All Black, or a former All Black now, I don't know why. I, I just found it particularly galling losing this to the English, and I don't even know why I say that. I've never been an All Black, but who were the wor- who was the worst opposition for you to lose to? Yeah, I, uh, English was. Uh, I only lost to them once, and um, yeah, it, it scarred me pretty deep. But um, <laughs> to be fair, I, I, I actually, and I'm sure it's been said by a few people that. The way, the style of rugby that they played it actually, in a funny way, made it a little bit easier to take this time because, um, you know, it's part of the, the thing about English rugby and, you know, for me as an All Black is that, well, they played a rugby, you know, if, if they were going to beat us, it was because they were, you know, suffocated us in, in the real negative and kicked to corners or something like this. Yeah. But to be honest, you know, the way they played on the weekend was was a, a sort of game that we'd be the All Blacks would be proud of playing. So, you know, like if they're going to keep playing like that, then um, maybe I, I, I might change teams. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's other countries that are playing a lot more negative uh, rugby than, than I think the English are at the moment. Did, do you miss, because you've been in the rugby circus for a long time, I did read somewhere one of the coaches said it's very rare now to go into the opposition players' dressing room. You're just used to in the old days, you don't now. Do you think that's missed? Yeah, I, I mean, I, and to be honest, like that was something that came back as well. I I know e- even for me, we um, after oh, you know sort of middle of the way through my career, it started happening at Super Rugby level, um, particularly between the New Zealand teams, but also you know test matches. I, I'm not sure. I, I think it happens more than you'd know. You know, it's often just sparked by the players. You know, some a couple of guys go into soft jersey, and then um, and it, and it depends obviously on. Few things. If you, it's quite hard if there's a language barrier between countries. But yeah. um, you know, like I, I know we, we were doing a lot, of, and it is something I, I I loved. Even when I'd lost, it actually made the loss a lot easier. You'd go into the other changing room, and you'd just realise that you know they're just good blokes. You've battled it out um, for the course of the game, but you know they've got their stories as well. They got their kids, and you talk about things like that, and um, it's it's a, it's a good experience. Yeah. Conrad, last thing from me, um, as well as the absolute ecstasy of the victories in 2011 and 2015, you mentioned you were also 2007, which was a sort of a nightmarish night in Cardiff when the All Blacks lost to France. If you, if you could have a chat with some of, particularly some of these young blokes in the All Blacks about how to get over, because I saw them after the game at the press conference, and man, they just looked shell-shocked to me. What would your recommendation be to get over and get back Back into sort of normal mindset again after this horror loss to England. 
Yeah, I, I think just to, to let them know that you know you've been through it. Like, because I, I was in at their hotel, um, funny enough, just a few days ago, and and it's hard to find find the words. But I, I think you know sharing with them the fact that you know that they can, because I, I know you think of players that have been the All Blacks, and, and you often because they remembered for the things they achieved, but you, you forget that geez, they've had bad games. They've, we've all had bad games. We've all had big losses that really hurt us that we still remember about and um, you know so I, I think that's that, that's the message and the guys I saw there you know I was quick to remind them that hey I've been there you know I know what it feels like and um, it was even worse for us you know to, it was a quarter final and we we played really bad and, and you know it was uh, <laughs> it was something that stayed with us for a long time and, and I think that does give comfort but it takes time it's not like there's something you can say it's suddenly going to, you know, yeah, <laughs> brighten everything sure. and make them forget it. You, you just got to go through it. And, Jesus, the team is a game of rugby. They'll realise it in time and, and they'll hopefully use it to, to, you know, do good things for all black rugby. Two quick things to finish, Conrad. You'll be fully aware that I played Sumner 4As in the third division <laughs> for many years and was an accomplished player in the back line. Um, but even at that very, very pathetic <laughs> level, till my late 30s, whenever I had a bad game, I just, I'd go home and my poor wife, she'd get it in the neck and I'd be terrible and I couldn't sleep. And that's at that silly old level. When you had a bad game, did it affect your sleep? Did it affect your family life? Oh, for sure. Yeah, it did. And... Um it was just something you had to, you know, you obviously had a understanding wife and mine's much the same. And, and she, But at the same time, she she wasn't one just to put up with it and she'd always remind me. And I'd, it wouldn't work the first time, but I think after, you know, 13 years of playing, I, I did deal with losses a little bit better. And, uh, you know, and that, that's the thing, you, you learn to move on. Like I say, it's, it doesn't happen straight away. It's not like I can come home and... Suddenly have a smile on my face, but you, you do. Uh, yeah. You realise these bigger things in life and uh, Good on deal you. with it. Good on you. And finally, because we've been discussing this, can you just very quickly explain for, for those of us that have never done it, will never do it, the hucker, what it's like for you as a player performing that hucker? What happens to you? Um, yeah, I, to be honest, like, whenever I get asked this in France, I'm obsessed with the hucker. It, it, for me, it's just the whole, it's just part of the amazing experience of, of an all-black, you know, being an all-black. It's the black jersey, the haka, the, just the anthem, everything, the silver fern on your chest. There's, there's all these amazing things about the history of the all-blacks that, you know, the all-blacks even now, we do really well. We, we make sure we recognise them and, and we use it to, to help us play, you know, good footy. Um, so, you know, that, that's just a final little thing. You know, it, it doesn't affect your performance, you know, a good haka or a bad haka. You, the, the work's already done, but it is a last little reminder of how special and privileged we are to, to be wearing the jersey and to be able to do the haka. And, you know, for me, for me, that's, um, that's why it's so great. Perfectly said. Conrad, thank Beautiful, you very, Conrad. very much for chatting with us, mate. Not a problem. Conrad yeah. Smith, uh, what a great guy. Great comments. Maximilian, uh, lovely bloke. Yeah. Fantastic rugby player. And as you've heard then, a very, very astute, intelligent man.